Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. I was listening wow. to the Chris Farley tribute on the Fly on the Wall oh, podcast. Yeah. That was a good one. And I did not know that Chris Farley was supposed to be Shrek instead of Mike Myers. He had recorded, like he had already finished all but like the last three or five days of recording for The yeah. Voice. But could you imagine Shrek being like... Not Chris Far- being Chris Farley's voice all yeah. these time, all these years, that would be awesome. But also, I don't know if it would work as good. Like, I think that Shrek has to be Scottish, right? Like, he's if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it would be. But like, could you imagine? I guess it would be like Mick Foley or not Mick Foley, uh, Matt Foley. Inspirational I mean, speaker, I guess Shrek, it, would it, he be it, like, tell me, Mars, don't, I don't see so good. Is that a princess or a dragon? Is that a donkey over there? <laughs> I, I don't know. I reckon Mick Foley might work. <laughs> Mick Foley, the wrestler, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but, so, but like Chris Farley, that he died 25, 26 years ago. I mean, I remember because he hosted SNL like right before he died and he looked bad. I am El Nino, which is Spanish, <laughs> Spanish for. for the Nino. the Nino, but like he had, I mean, you could tell he had the he yeah. was yeah. I'm gonna go back and watch. I've been going back and watching. Like I'm in 1986 of SNL to watch like when Dana Carvey when, when, and when the crew Dana Christy Carvey and, yeah. and Phil Hart, dude, Phil Hartman, man, dude, I know that's another one that shouldn't have died. That's another guy he died 25 years ago. Yeah, some of the I best, s- dude. We have missed so much because of these guys dying. To me, I mean, Phil Hartman to me was maybe the best SNL cast member ever yeah. with everything that he could do he was he, I was, he was never the blue guy but he also had he didn't he could play he made playing straight funny like you know what i mean like he as the straight man in the skit let everybody else be the silly but him as the straight man was funny well and, and that's the thing he wasn't like over the top he didn't necessarily Kevin get headlines too. but but man he was i mean and you know even when he did his clinton it's like he had he had that if he needed yeah. to but man he was i also didn't i did not realize that is it Randy Quaid? Yeah, was on SNL. Yeah, there was one and of those years. Robert Downey, Cusack, Robert, Downey Cusack, Robert Downey Jr., Anthony Michael Hall was on Anthony it. Michael Hall. All of them were 1985. That was yeah. that one weird, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy to ne- like. I never, like, if you think about it, that cast because that was like, remember after the original cast, there was that early 80s, which it, they almost destroyed SNL. Well, well could because how bad they were. Well, because Lauren Michaels left. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Lauren, a- after the first five years, Lauren Michaels left. And then they had, luckily, they had Eddie Murphy carry him for a few years, but they had like Julia Wee Dreyfus was on it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy, and Joe Piscopo. Guy from Police Academy, the little 
sweet oh yeah from police Canada. And, like, uh, yeah it was not good then and, and then, then they had the one year where there's like let's just bring in and famous every people. single right i was just, okay that's what it was so they didn't weren't getting their start on snl it was they just came in with a star-studded cast at least right at least they knew i mean at least they knew right it was people and then that he, lauren came in and, and then lauren yeah. came back and that's when he brought in carvey and neilan and yeah and dude penn and teller were on an episode they just did a magic show like snl huh. needs to go back to doing stuff like that like they just like they had madonna introduce Penn and Teller, who also Madonna looked like a 16-year-old kid. I mean, she was, I guess. And she, much, maybe in her 30s then. Yeah. She doesn't <laughs> so look like Penn what she looks like now. and Teller did a magic trick. I was watching it last night, and I was cracking up. Like, Penn, I didn't realize Penn and Is Teller had been did? doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, so. they, were tour- they were touring over here about two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, wow. They're awesome. They are awesome. I yeah, think, a friend, like, I, friend I, of mine went to see it, and he said he was really good. I think they, at this point, are the... Like, you know how like David Houdini and then Copperfield and like like they are they have got to be the kings of magic. Yeah. Like to me, yeah. they're better than David Blaine. They're better than everybody because they add comedy. They're as much a com- comedy act as they are a magic act. Yeah. So I I got introduced to them in the late eighties. They used to do um a Friday night or that was a Friday night show over here on one of the channels. Um, and it was must watch TV every yeah. week. I'll bet. That's awesome. Dude, yeah. So, yeah, talk about old stuff. Now, um, that's what your episode was whenever uh, I was gone on vacation. Yeah, we're talking about which two Saints players from the past, or which two NFL players which two NFL players from the past yeah, you would I, put on I, I the team. Little, I had some really good answers. I got don't ask me who I would bring because I see oh, I, was, I, was, I was about <laughs> to ask you who you, who you would bring. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I will say I found your Dion Sanders pick was one that i wouldn't have considered but after you said it um, i was like you know what that's a really good option and then i think i also liked some of the i think the reggie white would have been i wanted reggie white when he was playing he would have been great and then i think y'all had an offensive lineman as well the munos guy which i never realized how good he was wesley rattled off his stats but that had to be a local pick right wasn't he a cowboy Munoz? Uh, no, Bengals. Anthony Munoz was a Bengal. Bengals. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it was Bengals, yeah. I thought it was a local pick, but okay. Yeah, I liked that. because and I like that y'all went with not just the flash names. I gravitated towards offense with Jerry the way Rice, the, the yeah. rules. Oh, I don't know. Jerry Rice and Deion yeah. Sanders was pretty flashy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. So, but a good balance, yeah. yeah. Nobody brought a quarterback, though. Oh, y'all did talk about Joe Montana, about Joe Montana but... Or did you talk about Joe Montana? I talked about that Dan Marino guy. Ah, yes, Dan. I watched the football life on it was like or not maybe it wasn't football life, but it was a story in like Dan Marino and John Elway and the year that they got drafted and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I've seen that. That's good. That is. Oh, th- there is that new Netflix show that's coming out. Oh, the one yeah. where they cool. the, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, Pat Patrick Mahomes, Pat Mahomes eh, and someone else. I don't know. From last year, they found, which makes me realize, like, do you realize Pat, Pat Mahomes was filming a reality show while also winning a Super Bowl season? He, he's pretty good. He was almost a saint. That's he's incredible. Was he? No. <laughs> Did, That's what I've heard. I've never. Heard Have you not heard? Before. Never. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Never. All right. All right. So, what do y'all want to talk about in this episode? Well, uh, are we... this was this was the. Fine. Longest cold open in 2023. <laughs> What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. 
Yeah, what's up, Huda Nation? Thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. This is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm your host, Jeff. And on this episode, we are going to talk about the Saints' new data analytics director, as well as this question that's been going around social media discussed for the last couple of days. What can Derek Carr do to make Olave even better, if that's even possible? Jason, it's something you wanted to talk about, so we'll cover that. But first... Uh, put your seatbelts on, keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and enjoy the show. On the show for this episode, we just have James and Jason. So it's Jeff, James, Jason. It's a J show. No W's. Triple J, baby. Yeah, Not double J. Like Jeff plenty Garrett. of W's throughout yes. the season. <laughs> Would you say? Not double J. I said, like... I said triple J. Not double J like Jeff Jarrett. Triple J. Oh. <laughs> all you wrestling fans will know what I'm talking about. JJ. JJ what? Remember when we used to do that? All you yeah. people know what I'm talking about. Uh, it was just talking about 25 years ago. That's like the theme of the, the episode. Like, talking about back when I, Raw was good. I've definitely been in a throwback mode lately. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm getting old. Uh, but it's not like a... like There's this level of nostalgia to it, but I'm not regretting... Like It's not like, oh, I wish... Like I don't like my life now. Like, it's it's one of those no, things where it's like it's, it's just, great to look back and be like, wow, we really had a good time with our lives. And I feel bad for a lot of the kids these days because they don't they'll they'll net, you know, they we see those that come across your social media feed feed feel feed feed. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi, ma'am. Hello. Yeah. Hi. Uh, yes, I'm looking to buy bird feed. Okay. Do you have bird feed? Yes. What sort of bird feed do you have? What are you looking for? Well, I want to I want to feed those little swallops or swallow. What are they? They fly all about with the like the hummingbirds. They stand all in one spot there while they rip rip the the things out of the little uh, hanging thing. Oh, okay. So you want to feed wild bird feed? Yes, but I don't want to give them seeds and bird feeds that's going to make them attack anybody near my home. Because as it is right now, the birds that I have, they attack my dogs and my horses. Feed. When, uh, you know, the Gen X pride people are out there being like, you know, you kids don't understand. Back in my day, used to be. When to come home when the streetlights are on. Was that a thing for y'all, James? Uh, Yes. Growing up, like come home when the streetlights come on. That was worldwide. It wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't just Laplace. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. That was the same for me. As soon as the streetlight came on, get in the house. Time to come home. Yep. But just or, uh, spending so much time outdoors. When you call your friend's house, you had to talk to their parents for a little while because house phone. And That's then right. fight over the phone. This is even like call waiting, maybe. And then long cord before cordless phones. How you had a cord <sighs> that would get tangled up. Wow. And Man. just some of the things I, I think back to, like we would get, we would get home from school my mom and dad were both at work so me and my sister would get home i would immediately get on my bike was before i could drive and leave go play yeah. in the neighborhood go play go to the pool find y'all or whatever no cell phones parents didn't even know they had no idea where we were they could not find us if they wanted to because they didn't know where we were they would have to call all the other parents all the hey, other parents is, be like, have you see over there have you no? seen them right mm-hmm. And, you know, it's funny, like, I never felt neglected. I never felt, you know, and that's the thing. Like, you think about, like, people parenting these days. It's like, I need to make my kid needs to make, know that 
I'm thinking about them 24 seven. It's like, no, no, they don't. No. <laughs> I'm good with being somewhere and I don't care where my, my parents know where right. I, I didn't. We didn't want them to know half the time. No. They <laughs> gave me a beeper in 1996. I threw it in my glove box. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And then you just show up at home. Like, you know, I think about like being a parent, like back then, like my parents were probably like, okay, it's getting dark. Is he going to come home today? <laughs> yeah. Woo, there's the, okay. You're I mean, home. <laughs> during the summer holidays, so so over here you get six weeks off from middle of July till September. That's your that's your summer holiday for for school. And you'd get up, you'd have your breakfast, you'd go out, you'd come home for lunch, dinner, go back out until you needed food again, back in, <laughs> and then back out again until the streetlights came on. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. And were y'all yeah. not allowed to go inside? Like my, my mom and dad, like my parents would not let me or my friends play inside the house. Like we weren't even allowed in the house. Like if I wanted to play inside with air conditioning, Psycho. I'd have to go to somebody's house whose parents let us go in, which not a lot of my friends even in the neighborhood did. Always, always outside. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we played a lot of baseball in my neighborhood growing up. And even like when Nintendo came out, like, yeah, we'd play, we'd play yeah. baseball and then we'd come in for lunch. We played on Nintendo. And then we'd go back out and we'd back play out. another game. Yeah. yeah. We did a lot of kickball, softball, football. You find an yeah. open field in the neighborhood where there's hadn't been a house built yet. And then every time they would build a house, you would, of course, you had to go play on the construction site and get in trouble. Oh, of course. How many Bury rusty your... nails did I step on growing up? Bury your He-Man figures in the piles of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did that when we were building our house. <laughs> Back, right. So, right. Like, you we you moved mean in the house, house you're in now? Well, the house my parents are in right now, oh, they okay. moved in at the end of 1984. But I remember going there and there being big giant piles of dirt in the front. And I would just, I remember like having my He-Man toys and like I dug it in the dirt. And at some point, like I left it. So maybe it's under your house to this day. I hope to God it is. That would be so awesome. It, it, it it's a time be. capsule. Right. Right. All right. What are we talking about today? Okay. So the Saints hired a new. This is a Saints podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Saints Not a back a in the day podcast. <laughs> time travel. Then you need Doc Brown's flux capacitor. This is what makes time travel possible. I'll show you how it works. This readout tells you where you're going. This one tells you where you are. This one tells you where you were. You input your destination time on this keypad. I've always dreamed of seeing the future and looking beyond my ears. Seeing the progress of mankind. Order Doc Brown's Flux Capacitor today. Just $19.95 plus shipping and handling. All right. Analytics director. So this is a position that is becoming more or and even a, a department that is becoming more and more important to NFL teams. Um <clears throat> This is topical. All right, so basically, the guy they hired, uh, his name is Zach Stewart. He comes from the Jets, mm. and he's been on their staff. But he was—he wasn't the director over there. He's just like a, a guy, a, you know, an employee, a young up and comer. Yeah, I think so. Well, and maybe not. I mean, he's been working in data slash analytics in non-football. Like I want to say, like a banking institution or something else. Like he's been in just analytics in general, finance, something. Uh, <laughs> to with other companies and then he did the jets for since 2020 or something like that and now he's getting his chance to i guess be the director here interesting the points about this hire is that sean payton made a comment when he got to denver about their analytics department being so much i don't know if he said different but you can tell from context that he meant better on a Current. different level. On a different level. That is the word there. Thank you. Which clearly means the Saints 
were behind the times. So oh, I, I do I, declare. Yeah. I wonder if some of this decision to move on from our guy to this new guy has to do with Sean Payton's comment. I mean, would Sean Payton not have been the person who kind of hired the analytics I mean, team? That we I don't know if he would have hired. I think that would have been a Loomis. Well, hold on, hold on. Payton had a lot of power here. For Payton sure. wanted updated analytics. He would have got it. Yeah. But also Payton might have been like our guy might not have been as strong because maybe Sean Payton was and probably still is the kind of guy who's like, I'll do my own analytics. Well, he was he was still the 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 Parcells way, right? Which is a little slightly outdated now. You got these yeah. updated coaching trees with the younger guys, and Peyton, while still an offensive genius. I mean, how old is Peyton now? Late fifties. Yeah. But you think, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, you think, think about, about the we, impact we talk about of data old. analytics on a right impact of analytics department on an NFL team. I mean, it's obviously you were making more data driven decision making. This is just all across all industries not just football but within the context of football i mean you're talking about more advanced statistical models and all the way from helping like this isn't just finance for salary cap management this is helping coaches with player performance evaluation again if the saints analytics team what and it might only be two or three guys because the jets only had three guys for their whole department or three people but as, as you build this out I mean, and you could look at it like the Saints team, maybe that did contribute to some of our poor draft analyses and we've gotten better maybe because Sean Payton didn't ruin, you know, with his hell he bent. spend four picks on a bad to, tight end. Right. But they can look, you know, they look at player stats, on-field positioning, tracking data from where they rareable technology. Uh, the right cleats. Lineup decisions, <laughs> game strategies. Game planning, they can assist in developing game plans, optimize perform reading, of course, or optimize performance, increase the team's chances of winning, uh, of course, uh, analyzing opponent tendency, opponents tendencies. This is the kind of stuff I'm hoping that we get into that historical data, situational factors, analytics department can provide insights on optimal play calling game tempo personnel packages. Uh, this guy, Zach Stewart, that they hired actually was, I think, the runner up. And there's apparently this big data championship contest or something that oh. all the NFL teams send their data guys to. And they it's almost like a hackathon, if you're familiar with the concept of a hackathon. It's where they nerds in a room competing against each other who can draw up the best formulas. and pivot Yeah, you're, you're kind of people, James. It's a, it's a bunch <laughs> of accountants. It's a hey. bunch of James and Jasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, they present them with a scenario. So like a hackathon. And then they have to predict what the outcome would be. So like if you're going to give this information to your coach in order to make a decision for the game. And it might've been something like how money, like something about running plays of your opponents and what they would do and the way you win, because it's based on oh like past seasons results. So you have the answer already in your hands, but they Electric give them the scenario. <laughs> yeah, they give them the scenario and whoever calculates and says, okay, this is what my prediction would be. And then they look at what the actual result was. Whoever's the closest earns the points. So he was like second place in the whole contest last year so we are getting like even though he's he wasn't the director he's clearly a smart guy now that just because you're a good execution guy doesn't mean you're gonna doesn't always translate to being a good director he's good at the actual tactical practice so my question mark on him is going to be can he 
is he's if he's coming in to direct the data analytics department, he won't be performing the analysis. He's going to be directing the people to perform the analysis. It's oh, a different man. job. I've ran it up on cross-eyed. I've been drinking, but I've definitely gone cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, it will be a success based on one criteria. Just thinking off the top of my head for this winning. One. Well, can he convince Dennis Allen on fourth down? to go for it and not punt. So interesting you say that, James, because that is another outcome of the analytics department. They can provide real-time data analysis yep. and insights to support in-game decision-making. Correct. Includes recommending optimal play-calling decisions based on current game wow. conditions, assessing risk-reward scenarios, go for yep. it on fourth down, provide yep. live feedback on player performance. <sighs> so he's our Miles Dyson. Yep. Because I think the other the other analytics guy who is no longer employed or seemed to always well it may not have been him he may have been saying go for it and Dennis Allen was the one that was shit in his pants I mean I don't Ooh. know I would hope not I would hope our I would hope the old AI guy but now AI so now we're bringing AI at the same yes yes oh god and the, this can also impact player health calculating I mean, not with, no, not with think, us I think that's a job I want. What you want to be the data Football analytics guy analytics. for the Saints, James? Yeah, I think that'd be brilliant, dude. Apply, right? This <laughs> guy's was... gonna build if he's gonna build out a big department, <laughs> and this is a growing area within Saint uh, Saints within NFL teams. Holy shit! I James. can I can I can quote all the successes I've had on Madden throughout my life. It'd be great. <laughs> Imagine how many meetups we could do. <laughs> what? Oh man! Every, okay. every weekend. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah i think this is like it's a, it's one of those stories that like it comes out as like an announcement during a slow time a lot of people overlook it but i really i feel maybe because i'm i geek out on data a little bit every now and then maybe not as much as the two of you would but i see the value and the importance and the potential impact that a good data slash analytics department can have that goes beyond just like how many tickets did we sell or how many run plays or well, average I was say, pass yards? How many tickets did we sell? That's been the Saints organization's MO for a long time. Well, that's any. Well, but ours specifically. Except and granted, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And granted, we are in a small. And the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yeah. I could use some cheap. But at least, Jason, that how many, like, if your MO is to sell tickets, at least the Saints aren't doing what Tom Benson used to do back in the late 90s, which is I'm just going to put. Mike Ditka as the coach to sell Ooh, tickets. I don't care if yeah. we win football games. Yeah, look, I, I, they are they are trying something. I'll give them credit for that. But like like James said, the key is is it going to affect? Is is Dennis Allen going to listen if it if it works? I think like he how, will because how much this is, is he going to listen? I mean, like he is he's a data kind of guy. Well, well no, I was going to say he's more like he's got to be on the hot seat now, so he well, kind of sure. has to. But like, I think to. he. I clearly, know, I don't know about him, dude. Clearly, he and Mickey Loomis, probably, and and whoever else sat in the room and was like, you know what, we're not going to go forward like, again. Like, if I'm in the hot seat, I don't like this. What we're getting from our data slash analytics department, other teams are running circles around us. So okay. the fact that they're making this change going into the season is another example of like, if the results aren't different. 
this season than what we got last season, then you can't, like, you could still fire, say, like Dennis Allen or Pete Carmichael. Or both. The reasons for, yeah, the reasons for firing them would have to be that you just aren't being successful, but like, you can't, you can't fault them for not trying anything and everything that they could have done. Like they are, they have done a lot of things to show that they are not running it back. They are not just going to keep doing what they're doing. You know, that little meme, that little saying. Right. So now it, so now it comes down to forever. That is not the way he runs his team. He does not, he's not a guy who keeps doing what he's doing. Okay. So now it just comes to, are they good or not? Now we'll find out if they're good or not. Right. Right. You made all these changes. You did all these things. It's got to have an impact. (sighs) Fingers crossed. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm getting, look, I'm getting there. I'm, I know you've been missing out the past two weeks. I'm, I'm getting starting to get a little jacked up for football season. Yeah, I listened to that 100th anniversary episode. You were pretty jacked up. Oh, I was definitely jacked up. (laughs) Well, no, 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 necessarily. (laughs) Damien. (laughs) Damien. Uh, Awesome. All right. Yeah. The other topic uh, was yeah this question about Derek Carr and his impact on Chris Olave's performance. And, or what is our expectation thereof? Jason, what's the reference point on this? Yeah, so I I went through, like I said, I've been kind of getting into a little of more of getting excited as the season's going to start. And tr- I don't like to pay attention to a lot of national stuff, but, a, you know, a lot of people are pretty low on Carr because of his down season last year. But we can look at the seasons prior to that. I mean, he was in the top half of the quarterback list in the NFL. And look, I know I haven't, when we signed him, I was like, eh, he's a slight upgrade. I didn't want to get overexcited, but um, just, just thinking about it now and thinking about where we were last year with Dalton the whole time. I mean, Dalton's uh, he's, he's, he's just so middling. And last year, look, we were the 19th ranked total offense, 20, 22nd ranked scoring offense. And yet, despite all that, a rookie wide receiver and Chris Olave still got a thousand yards. Now he only scored four touchdowns, but some of that was from our lack of QB play and maybe um, I was in thirteen games as well. Yeah, and and maybe just you know P. P. Carmichael not doing exactly everything that he could do, but it was still pretty encouraging to have a rookie come in get over a thousand yards with with the quarterback play that we had. So um, on the athletic, Larry Holder had a column and. I know for a while he was strictly a Saints beat reporter here. He was strictly a Saints guy in Athletic, but I think last year, I know the Athletic has kind of downsized a little bit, so there wasn't a specific Saints guy anymore. So I found this article, and I don't know if he's still just NFL or if he's going to do more I hope he does more Saints, just because at this point I'm kind of hopping onto it. But but he, he put out a column, and he just wondered how much better Olave could do with a quarterback like Carr compared to a quarterback like Dalton. And even look at the beginning of the season, we had Winston for three games and, you know, Winston was okay, but he was hurt. But then Dalton came in and he, I mean, he was, he, he was, he was Andy Dalton. So, you know, Alave only, only caught 60% of his passes, but I think a lot of these passes weren't necessarily on target, especially for a guy who was more of a, as a younger guy, more, more, you know, he can be more of a deep threat. He was a younger guy. And he just didn't catch as much, but Carr has been a pretty good player 
um, especially a, a thrower in terms of long, you know, long range. I mean, Carr. So Carr had a down year last year. Carr's catchable balls and on-target passes last year were the worst of his career. He was 32nd in the league in catchable percentage, 22nd in on-target percentage. But before that, in 2021, he was he was 11th in the league in catchable percentage, third in on-target percentage. I mean, he's been 12th and nine, four and three, three and three. So. For 20 and 19 and 18, Carr was really good at throwing a catchable ball and his passes being on target, in addition to having a strong enough arm that he can throw it down the field. So I think, and that was kind of part of what, what, what the article said, you know, we're, we all assume that um, Alave is our number one and Michael Thomas is our number two. And Alave had a great rookie year, but I almost think he underachieved considering what the quarterback play was last year. And, the, and I think adding a guy like Carr, you know, assuming he clicks with the offense and Pete Carmichael can call great plays, like I think Alave could really completely explode this year. So he's, you know, he's considered our number one. I think he's considered a top, you know, maybe a top 15 receiver in fantasy. Maybe Like maybe he's like in the 15th range. But if everything goes right, and Carr can get him the ball, and the offensive line plays steady. I mean, you could be looking at a season where Olave could go up and throw up 1,600 yards and, like, 13, 14, 15 touchdowns, I think. In the 13 games he played last year, there were, I think somebody tracked it, at least 250 to 300 yards of lost yards because of, well, you think back to the 49ers game with the fumble or the incomplete pass in that game, you know, there was some big drops. So you're, you potentially look in a, a minimum of 1300 yards in 13 games. And that's the thing. Cause he, he only had like, I, that was, I remember that I remember during, during last season, that was one of the big things. Like, yeah, Chris Olave only has, or he has zero drops or he has one drop. Or he has two drops. Like Chris Olave does not drop the ball. If the ball is in his vicinity, he is going to catch the ball. So if we can just get the ball to him, the way it's supposed to be on time. I, I really think Olave is primed to explode. And you could next year at this time, you could be talking about Olave being one of the top, five. top 10, receivers. He, top, he, top five, possibly top 10 receivers in the, you know, top 10, you, possibly top five. I'm sorry. Do you think he will be in the conversation at the end of this year? All things go well, right? Uh, Pete Carmichael shows that last year was a fluke um, for Offensive player of the year. I, I oh, mean, or, or if, if Olave is, would that actually put Derek Carr in the conversation? Well, I, Derek I, Carr I, might be comeback player of the year. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah. because if you look at it, because Derek, Derek Carr's had a yeah. couple seasons where he threw under 10 picks. If he throws under 10 picks, I think you could really yeah. look at Derek. Like if he throws 35 touchdowns and nine interceptions, like holy shit. Well, Wesley mentioned that Derek Carr's best years, and yeah, you, know, you can see this on the stat sheet. His best years were when John Gruden was calling the plays, and they brought him in this year for that consult. And rabba, 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 he, right, <laughs> to the chagrin of the virtue signaling <laughs> right. Uh, fans. Right, right. Uh, but and then like the style of offense is similar to what we're we're doing. And, Again, like all signs point to Derek Carr returning to that version of himself. I mean, he, like he was—he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. Yeah, 
and he's uh, definitely under ranked in that. Oh, sure. Football focus or whoever put out the. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, sure. He had a bad season last year that Raiders think is kind of hard to wash off. I think that's where a lot of it is. And it's like the Jameis Winston Tampa. Well, and, and, and I also get it. A lot of people aren't necessarily like a lot of people don't have faith in, um, in Dennis Allen. I mean, Dennis Allen's probably in the bottom 10 coaching ranks. If you were to pull a lot of national guys, they put Dennis Allen in the bottom 10. And so far he hasn't done anything to prove otherwise. So there, there is a lot of hope on our end, but, and, and that's, and it really comes down to fucking Pete Carmichael because Dennis Allen's a defensive guy. Yes, he's a head coach, but he's a defensive guy. Pete Carmichael has to earn his keep and f- just, man, run a fucking competent offense with these players. And if Michael Thomas stays healthy and Pete Carmichael can just, like I said, saying earn, his name right. Jesus. right. Don't be Pete Michael. Be Pete Carmichael. Don't be Pete Michael. That's going to be my theme of the year. Be Pete <laughs> Carmichael. If he could do that. Well, he's that, got the car now. Oh shit! Wow, we just thought of that. God damn it! I'm surprised it's taken that long, right? I feel like we've kind of we got we almost got there one day. I mean, I'm sure we did. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But I mean, really, like it's. I know. I still predict nine and eight. God damn it! I'm I'm starting to buy in. I mean, it's all all of the potential is here to have a really successful offense. We haven't had a really good offense since Peyton left. We've been stuck. Well, I'm sorry. Once Drew left, it's it, it's been tough. Look, we were so used to this offensive juggernaut. Yeah. And now with Drew gone, we knew it was coming. But I think I think Carr can be really good with the, with the people we have. We just need to, again, Carmichael just need put the guys in position to succeed. I think I think to the original question about Chris Olave. I think a fit Michael Thomas is going to benefit Chris Olave as well because he is going to draw double teams. Because if they don't double team Michael Thomas, he'll eat them alive. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll say this: if if Michael Thomas is healthy the entire season, Chris Olave will one hundred percent get fifteen hundred yards. That's going to be my bow prediction. Sure to go. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It, I think so, so too. Olave so. as the number two receiver. No. Alave is the number one, but with Michael Thomas as your as your number two, if he's healthy the entire season and is drawing the coverage, and look, Michael Thomas, well, right, okay. like, what's on the depth chart is irrelevant. It's yeah, who gets DB one? Yeah. Thomas is going to attract DB one. Oh, it'll be Thomas that gets DB one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which so opens up Alave, Alave to, even, to even go even nuts. Like 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 Alave could have a nuttier. Like a, he now could have with a, more peanuts. <laughs> He could hit wah 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 wah. <laughs> wow, right? <laughs> oh, I'm old. Yeah, no, but like Olave could have a a Justin Jefferson Jefferson type explosion to be like like a lot of people think Justin Jefferson's top two or three in the league mm-hmm, right now. Mm-hmm. If Michael Thomas is healthy and draws all the coverage, and Olave's healthy all season, and if our line stays healthy, I mean Olave could really like I'm thinking a crazy year would be 1500. Like he could even go higher than that. Like he could just yeah. Go off. Are you are you drafting him as your first receiver in fantasy? Like, do you believe that much, or there's still too many ifs? Well, I I wouldn't be opposed to it. I I don't like drafting Saints players. Well, yeah. Well, a well, a because we're in the market, they go higher than they should. Mm -hmm. 
So you're not getting the value there, but B, I just I don't want to put it any kind but of. But Justin checks Jefferson's on the same. already Je- taken. Jefferson Chase, Chase Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill. I I don't like. Uh, but again, it's digs. one of those like it's again it's like taking a rookie, even though he wasn't a rookie last year. But like you don't. But he's it, there's too many. It, there it's not too many ifs, but there's there's ifs. Like things oh, yeah. have to go a certain way. Like again, the injury being the biggest of all of them. Well, I'm I'm see, I'm not for him. I'm not, I'm, I'm not concerned about Derek Carr or even Pete Carmichael. Like, dude, he did what he did last year with Andy Dalton and the shitty Pete Michael. You've upgraded. Well, you've upgraded the quarterback is- and your O line because Trevor Penning's gonna be playing and we assume. We assume. <laughs> Allegedly, allegedly, that's ignorant. <laughs> that's injurent. <laughs> injurent. That's terrible. Sorry. So yeah, our O line is going to be is Penning, uh, Pete, uh, McCoy, Ruiz, Ruiz, Ramchek, Ramchek. They have to stay healthy. That's a good line, but yeah, it behind is, them, healthy. I mean, you do have a couple of like two decent backups, we, we, we had, which are yeah, are going to play significantly because that's just the way it works, right? It's going to be good. We're going to have an offensive line. They're all going to do well. We're going to play well. It's going to be great. It's going to be huge. It's a terrible Trump impression. It's, I've been listening to too much Dana Carvey. Okay. But it it's it really comes down to can Pete, Pete Carmichael needs to run this fucking offense the way and he, he needs to earn, do his fucking job or else you're fired. <laughs> wow. So, but but I, mean, I, I, I hate that. I fucking hate. But seriously. Yeah. Like he like this is it for him. Because Dennis Allen, an offensive guy, this is all on P. Carmichael to make well, this offense yeah. run. You know, it is. Right. It is. Yeah, it is. It all comes down to him. I, like, I could see, like, I don't want this to happen, but like, if things go badly this year, there is that possibility that only Pete Carmichael loses his job because the offense was the problem, and the defense is going to be fine, and the defense was fine, and the team organization was fine. So, like Dennis, again, it's it, classic Saints. Yeah, well, yeah, but there's a certain level of fairness to that because if ever, all things are fine, they, except for the offense, but they kept it. But they 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 decided to keep Carmichael as bad as he was right. last and year. They, they kept him, him. but and but they gave he had a bad. But they situation oh, oh, oh. last year. Don't give him. Don't, he don't was down to Andy Dalton. Uh, he was yeah. down. He still didn't players. use Taysom as much Michael as he Thomas should have. Thomas wasn't there. I mean, sure, he there was some of that, but at the end of the day, there's too many. He didn't even want to be out of his control. He didn't even want to be here for nobody was produced. Nobody they, wanted. They to had be to here beg him year. to come back. Nobody like, I'm wanted to be here last year. You, I'm sorry. You, you could have found some hotshot young offensive that wanted to be an offensive okay. coordinator for NFL team. This is a this is a conversation about Derek Carr on. Impact on Chris Olave. So. Yes, and I'm excited about it. Yes, <laughs> that's uh, the the Carmichael is another show. All right, it's gonna so be uh, it's James, gonna be interesting to see what my revised record prediction yeah, is. James, uh, checking in on your progress on building the felony Chargers, uh, your I, free agent doing, team. I've been doing some. I've been doing some work whilst we've been recording. Um, on I've made some phone calls to to Good. line a few people up. Um, I believe I have my QB one. Okay, um, and your RB one? Uh, oh. Well, no, I've got this. There's, there's quite a lot of people to choose from. Okay, running back. So that's a teaser um, for n- the next episode. Then maybe in it, the next episode is, we'll have it a... is, yeah edge edge rusher. I think is sorted as well. Okay. Wow. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Deal. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this team. This is gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, and and, and now, I still I'm sure you should hurry because if somebody signs between now and when we record that, they're no longer eligible for your team. 
Oh, correct. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, correct. <laughs> I think correct. we're going to be okay. I don't think anybody's going to sign between now and when training yeah, yeah. camps start. I think once the injuries happen, that's when. Once know. once this team is uh, is announced, um, I want your record predictions if they were to play in the NFL. Hey, okay. You know what, Chelsea? You got you to come up with a logo, too. Oh Ooh. God! Felony charges? Are we Felony going with charges. that? Okay. I mean, there's, just, there's some AI apps yeah. that will help me. Yeah. Out I'm just going to use the. Isn't there like a bandits or who's the the well, XFL just, Dallas just, Renegades? Just, just use, like use, a... use, use use the Hamburglar. <laughs> we could do better than that. <laughs> I mean, okay. that's pretty good though. Yeah. Okay. I left. <laughs> A, a logo which is going to be great for a non-visual podcast right. well with the the episode we can do a custom image for the oh, episode yeah. and the, that's true that's you know true. as we do that every now and then all we right do. final thoughts everybody have you all been watching it? i got one have y'all been watching righteous gemstones yes yes it's awesome holy shit it's great I, I haven't watched this week's episode yet oh oh it's so good it's interlude three i got I, yeah. I didn't realize they do an interlude episode every they do one every yeah it, it's a flashback yeah, flashback oh, is this to a, when is this they were flashback? younger. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's okay. great. I love it. It is great. Like, do you, okay. all right. So, in that flashback episode, I'm not spoiling anything. Did Danny McBride do the voice of his younger self? No. And the kid was lip talking, no. or did the kid no, do he, that he, good he, of a he job? He does such. A, he's done such a good job as playing a young Danny McBride. As, Holy shit! I yeah. swore that kid was just lip talking, and Danny McBride had recorded, and that they just played with the pitch to have like a higher pitch because he was younger. But dude, he had the cadence down. He had the mannerisms. He had the tone. He had it all. Like that was, if you close your eyes, you would have swore that was Danny McBride. They did a real good job that on casting the younger. Emmy yeah, they did a good job on casting the younger selves. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll, 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 I'll try and catch that um, tomorrow after um, yeah. Secret Invasion. Yeah, that kid. Oh, yeah, that's show. right. I have not been watching. That. I got to catch up with that one. I have not been since I've been at the beach. I wouldn't watch anything. I like it. I think it's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah no, I've, oh, yeah. I've definitely, I've definitely enjoyed it. And I have some thought. Uh, yeah, we can't. I'll, I'll catch up. Yeah, I'll catch up. What did we watch the other day? Um, well, I started Mad Men. First two episodes. Really good. I, I, I need to start. What, what is it on streaming wise? Uh, I'm watching on Are you paying Prime. But there's commercials. Okay, yeah, I, I, I don't mind fine. that. But it, but it's yeah. on Prime. Okay, yeah, because I think it was on Netflix for a while. And was when I was getting ready to start, it came off Netflix. So that's a show I definitely want yeah. to add yeah. to my repertoire. I'm really digging it already, and I'm only two episodes in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. The, been... the main the main thing I've watched recently that I really enjoyed um, was uh, was Extraction Two. Oh, is that good? Do I need to watch yeah. Extraction One? You should probably. I would. <laughs> Doesn't seem like one of those movies where you need to know. No, you, but really, you, you you do. Yeah, I guess yeah. They're, they're both, Plus, it's they're fun. Both, yeah. They're both good. Violent. And we did. Oh, we did get the uh, knock on the cabin door or something with uh, Batista. I liked it. Uh, like it got oh, some. Oh, the new, the new M Night Shyamalan. Yeah, Shyamalan Ding Dong. Yeah, I'm, it got mixed reviews. I liked it enough. I was. I'm, I'm interested in it. When I, if it streams on something, I have. I'm, I'm yeah. interested in it. I mean, it, it typical M Night Shyamalan fashion or style. What a twist! Yeah, this one, although it was not a huge twist, but it was just one of those where, like, the whole movie, you're like just in. I don't know. It kept you, kept you interested. Well, th this was based on a pre-existing 
like a book or something, so it oh. couldn't be a traditional M Night Shyamalan. By M Night Shyamalan, no. Right. No, I don't think so. Oh, he didn't write it. Okay. Yeah. No. He no, might have I, done I, this adapted screenplay or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've been. Uh, I'm still on. For all mankind, I'm on season three as they go to Mars, which is for all mankind has been. But fucking... you just spoiled it for anybody who hasn't watched. Uh, again, I'm sorry. They were at the moon for the first two seasons, but goddamn it, it's awesome. I love yeah. it. Did but you see been... what? Wait, what episode are you on? They just. Uh, they're they're on the race Did to they the moon. Launch yet? Yes, they're, yeah, they're, they're on the race to the moon, and the last episode was when they were attempting to land on the. On, I mean, I'm sorry, on Mars with the dust storms. That's the last episode. Oh, so you've already got. I don't want to spoil it. I know. Okay, so let's all, let's stop talking about it, and we'll. I want to ask you a question when we stop. Recording. Okay, um, but other than that, I've been I've been rewatching Fringe, which has been great because I I haven't seen it since the original airing, but I've also been watching Star Wars Rebels in anticipation of Ahsoka next month, which the new trailer dropped today, and holy shit, it looks fucking awesome. So, watch Rebels. Some good stuff. We're we're in that last few shows before the striders strike right so. before you're gonna see the effects yeah. yeah so all right any other final thoughts everybody james nope nothing for me Jason? oh there's a, there's a lot of golf in the uk they got the scottish open this week and the british open next week so yeah morning golf i love it british open is 15 miles from my front door hey, did you find out if you get tickets yet weekend find out the weekend i hope you make it because that's gonna that's gonna be awesome yeah, the, the last time it was at that course, I was on my honeymoon, so I couldn't mm. go then either. I mean, you could have. Really? You wouldn't be married today, <laughs> but... <laughs> right. So. All right, that's all the show we have for you right now, everyone. Uh, hey, loyal listeners, thank you for downloading each week, and thank you for telling your friends, hint, hint, about the Dome Patrol podcast. Also, if you aren't already, you can follow us on Facebook by searching Don't Patrol Podcast, and you can follow us on Twitter at Don't Patrol PCast and at Don't Patrol UK for your English-speaking listeners. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app and set up auto-download so you can listen to every episode anytime, anywhere. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, off-season donkeys. We're almost there. <laughs>